All right, guys, what is happening? We're back again. Uh, it's going to do a little bit of a different one this time. I've got some uh, free time in hotel quarantine, so and a lot of people keep asking me this same question, so I thought I'd do a little, I don't even know what you call it, a little run-through about how I got back and the kind of why I ended up in this situation I did. Um, so I guess we got to go right back a fair way to, it was actually um, the weekend of Blue which was back in June, I think, end of June, early July. Um, and that's when an, I was actually, it was the morning of, um, it was qual- morning of qualifying. I remember I was riding around the pits and I, um, I was going past the white, YT, 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 sorry, YT truck and, um, Martin Whiteley just kind of waved me over and he was saying how the Australian government had just cut the people coming into Australia from, I think it was like 6,000 to 3,000. And then they were talking about even cutting it further. Um, so he told me that and it kind of freaked me out. It wasn't really the best <laughs> mindset to be in as obviously I thought flying home was going to be not easy, but obviously you do the hotel quarantine and that was the hardest part of it. But then when it kind of turned out that you might not even be able to get back, even if you had a flight, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, so <laughs> also that morning I thought my backpack got stolen. So I had a the qualifying day for Leger was, was not a good, not a good morning for me, but um, backpack wasn't stolen for anyone wondering we actually found it Flo Payette just managed to hide it from me and then didn't really realize it was mine but yeah um so after I talked to Martin kind of freaked out a little bit I thought hey we need to get this sorted so I went back to Patrice um my team manager and said hey can we book flights now just so we're 100% sure that they're going to be good by the time we leave Snowshoe in West Virginia for the last round so booked flights all good I was like sweet we've got flights um we should be fine. So then went through the rest of the season. Uh, everything was all good. Thought it was all fine. And then we got to Snowshoe and it was, I think, just before practice started. Uh, I heard people just kept getting their flights cancelled. So I think Tracy Hannah got hers cancelled first and then Troy Brosnan, Kai Hearn, like Jack Moyer. Anyway, my flight hadn't been cancelled yet and I was just like, maybe I'm the lucky one here. <laughs> um, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> But anyway, got to the airport, uh, still like I, I, I can't, you know, when you've just got that feeling that you're probably not going to get on the flight, like you could, like I had my fingers, toes and everything else crossed, but I was kind of in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know why I'm the special case here and why everyone else is um, getting stuck and I'm not. So I got to the check-in, actually I spent the night at Washington airport, the rest of my team went back to France because they all had an earlier flight, so they were all gone. I was by myself. Um arm in a sling so I could <laughs> I could barely even I had a bike box a gear bag podcast equipment and a backpack and a helmet um all by myself and I had a sling so I had half an arm and I was trying to drag all this stuff from the the hotel I stayed at back <laughs> through Washington airport anyway get to the checking counter we start checking in and the lady could get my first flight to LA and she's like oh there seems to be something wrong here I can't get your flight to fit because I was supposed to go Fiji Fiji Sydney um and she's looking at the computer and she's like, oh, this is, this is weird. I can't actually get your luggage tags to go through to Fiji. And I straight away said, oh, has the flight been cancelled? And she's like, no, 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 it should be all fine. I was like, okay. So I had a, had a bit of confidence there. Anyway, she keeps looking, keeps looking, keeps looking. And then she finds out that the flight wasn't cancelled, but it actually hasn't been running. They're called ghost flights. And afterwards, I've done like a, a little bit of research. And then apparently airlines need to keep their routes open so that they don't lose them apparently if you stop flying to certain destinations you lose them and other airlines can take them up so they 
say they're running, they'll take bookings, um, but then they just won't have planes. So literally got to the counter and they're like, no, sorry, you can't, um, you can't go home. Uh, asked if there was any other flights uh, going home uh, or going to Australia. They had nothing. Uh, I think the earliest they said that it looked like a free available flight was like end of December, I think it was. Um, and yeah, at this point, uh, <laughs> I was kind of like not sure really what what to do. I was kind of in two minds. I was like, do I try, like how hard do I try and get home? Or do I just, maybe do I go back to Europe or do I stay in America? I was kind of, and yeah, in, two, in I wouldn't say two minds, I'd say I was in like five different minds. So um, the lady's like, well, do you want to go to LA because you've got a flight to there and then make a decision? Anyway, I <laughs> went and sat in, on, a, on a bench just a little ways away from the counter, uh, messaged some friends in LA to see if I actually had a spot to stay if I did make it there. Um, a f- few people got back to me caroline herrick was one of them good friend of mine and she's like yeah you can come um stay with me i can pick you up from the airport if you fly in i was like okay perfect so went back to the lady said i'll take the flight to la got my bike everything checked through up on the plane landed in la uh again still crippled trying to (laughs) get all my stuff on a on a trolley by myself and then anyway went and found um went and found caroline uh ended up taking me to laguna beach (laughs) it's pretty funny i was like in Washington, I was like, had no idea what I was going to do. And then like a few hours later, I'm just like in her BMW flying through the freeway, just going to Laguna Beach to stay in her, um, I guess her stepmom's house. And um, it was just weird. It's funny how <laughs> you can, everything looks like it's going wrong and then um, suddenly it can turn around. And I really honestly think it's like, I was thinking this as I was like, so many things like this happen in my life where, I'll feel like something is going really badly or something's about to turn to shit and then someone will kind of come and save the day in a way. And I guess you only have those people to come save the day because I think it's how how they how they'll react to you or how they'll how they treat you. So it's like if you constantly be good to people, they're so much more open to be good to you back. So it was funny how people say oh, I'm so lucky, but it's like if you be a good person to everyone, it's not really luck. It's just like they're. It's it's kind of karma in a way. If you just if you do believe in karma, I just. It's crazy the amount of times where I'll be in a situation or like be staying at someone's house or be have someone do something for me, and I'll kind of just like pinch myself, be like, "How is this real?" But then, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would happily be that person to do that for them. So I'm like, it, it definitely goes both ways. But I thought it was yeah, it was pretty cool. I kind of had no idea what I was going to do, and then suddenly <laughs> had a home um yeah got taken out for dinner it was just like such a such a just a twist um from where I thought I was gonna go anyway I got back um I was in Laguna for a couple days um just cruising around pretty stressed to be honest I was looking at like all different flights talking to my team manager um and just yeah just kind of trying to work out a plan of what I what I'd do and I was I was I was literally like maybe I've just got to stay in and my visa was run out in America as well so I I had to leave or had to go to the embassy and apply to stay longer. So I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't stay in America. Um, I couldn't go back to Europe because I'd done my ninety day. I think I've done over ninety days in Europe, so I couldn't go back to Europe. Couldn't go to Australia. So I was like, maybe I go to a- Asia or something. But I think they're kind of strict at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, I was looking at all options. It was funny people sending me like boat charters and stuff, and Facebook pages people sailing from like Malaysia and stuff, and. 
it's funny because it wasn't even like a joke at this point. It was just like, okay, if I can if I can fly to like Asia somewhere and then meet up with someone, they can give me a free trip on a boat, and then I've just got to quarantine. And it was like all these crazy um, ideas were coming up because, <laughs> and it was like, it was insane. It was like magic, and it was and people generally sending me this like, oh, check out this page. You might be able to yeah be a be a crew on a ship and I'm not sure how long the ship would take to get to Australia but at this point if it's sooner than December January um I was willing to take it but this went on for a while and then um because I put a post up on Instagram saying the position I was in and um a lot of people actually reached out to me that was another great thing it's like so many people willing to like give advice or help um help me try and get home which was amazing it was it's pretty overwhelming the amount of people you I, I feel like I can reach just by posting something on my phone so to have that is such a, a luxury I guess to be able to just ask a question and get so many different answers in and they're all right in their own, their own little way but um Jackie Smart a lady from Wollongong actually messaged me and said that she she was a travel agent and she uh told me that she knew of flights that were coming into New Zealand and then transferring from New Zealand to Sydney. Now, when I did all the research, apparently you're not allowed to transfer through New Zealand. They're real strict with that. But apparently with these charter flights, it's a little like grey zone where you actually can do it. So she, yeah, she told me, she's like, hey, if you um, if you want to do this, this is an option. Um, and, and, and like we can go ahead pretty much straight away. There's a flight coming up on Saturday. Um, she told me the price. The price was thirteen grand for both flights combined. Um, so I've got this in my head, <laughs> and I'm trying to like weigh out what I do. Like, do I stay? Do I spend the money? Um, at the same time, I'm talking to my girlfriend back home that I haven't seen for four months. Um, my parents as well, like family, haven't seen them either. So it's been a yeah long time for me. It's like the longest I've been away from home. So I've got all these factors, and it was. Um, yeah, it was a weird one. It was like I really honestly didn't know what to do there for a while. Um, I could see bo- positives in both situations. I could see negatives in both situations. But decided to, um, yeah, pull the pin. Um, luckily, Scott is going to help me pay for not all of it, but they're going to cover a fair portion of it, which is good. So it's awesome to have such a supportive team like that that will help help out someone when it's a bit of a struggle. But decided to take the flight, um, book the flight, that that night and even this i thought it might like i was like i've recently i got um someone tried to scam me for like credit card information so it was kind of in the back of my mind like oh is this a scam and um jackie sent me all her um all her information everything and it seemed legit and then another person got on to back it up and i was like okay i think we're solid here but at the same time you just yeah you never know so i was i was you know when you've you've had something go wrong um (laughs) just you're just waiting for it to go wrong again so I um I booked I booked the flight. It was kind of a weird feeling <laughs> spending that much money on a plane. But I actually asked Jackie as well. I was like, "What's the the private jet look like that we'll catch?" And she sent me a photo. And I was like, "Okay, it's like a proper bougie pri- like it's a private jet. It's not some little Cessna or something." And I guess that kind of sweetened the deal because I thought that's that's got to be like a bucket list kind of thing to to go on a private jet. So I thought, why not? You only live once. So went to the airport. Um, Lucky enough, Charlie Harrison uh, dropped me off. They actually let me stay with them for a little bit. So I stayed with uh, Nick Nesteroff, saved me from Laguna and took me to Charlie's house. So the the whole Harrison family looked after me for a few days, which was amazing. And then Charlie dropped me off at LA. And when I got there, I met up with uh, Brooke McDonald and Sam Blinkensop and they were on the 
on the same flight to New Zealand. So hung out with these guys and it was quite funny. It went from this um, kind of like real stressed out, unknown feeling to then when I met up with those guys, everything just kind of started running smoothly. Like I went to the lounge, I was eating good food, I was like getting on the plane. It was just like all these things just started to to go in the right direction. But I was still super nervous. Like it was funny, even when I was um, at the gate about to hop on the plane, I was just every everything you think would go wrong like it didn't go wrong but everything you think could go wrong you're just like when when's this going to happen like when's like the plane's going to get stuck or they're going to pull me out of the line and say like this isn't right or sorry we've made a mistake and I was um I've never been so stressed before uh before a flight and trying to get home so it was uh it was quite a weird experience anyway I got on the plane and it was quite empty as well so straight away I just I just passed out as soon as we as soon as the plane took off I just felt this like stress and relief um leave my body and it was it was a weird feeling to to have have that and just not just the unknown was the biggest thing like everyone would keep saying to me which I, I understand why when I was um when I was in America everyone's like oh you could be in a worse place or you could be in a worse place and it's not really the place that is the issue like I could be I feel like I could be most places but it was the uncertainty and unknown was I think the biggest thing um being away from home for four months or being away from just like your normal sense of life, I think is a bit tricky in itself. Um, and then to be on the other side of the planet with the earliest possible flight, maybe December and who knows if that could change. So it's just, you've got no idea um, what to, I don't know what, just what to do, where to be like, to, do I make a plan for another three months? Do I try really hard to get home in like what, what reality do you kind of start living in? Do you kind of just let it go and go, hey, I'm not going to get back for another certain amount of time? Or, yeah, so I was just in these two minds with everything. And I think once I finally got on the plane, it just seemed like this, just everything, just kind of relief came to me. And I was just like, okay, we can, we can start making a plan for this direction now. So anyway, got to um, got to Auckland. We landed in Auckland uh, and just had to wait, wait in Auckland for I think like four hours or something. So I'm just like, <laughs> got my pillow sleeping on like the airport floor for like four hours. I was so tired, still jet lagged. And anyway, um, finally we get up, we go uh, catch a little bus and we're kind of going on the Auckland runway and we're kind of like keep waiting. Like we're, we're like, where's the plane? Because you're just waiting to actually see if it's what they what they said. It was, even up until this point, I was like, maybe I'm going to get to Auckland and they're going to be like, no, this is all bullshit. Or like it was quite... Um, it was quite like under the radar how it was all run and I didn't have a ticket for the flight because they said obviously it's a charter flight, they don't give out tickets. Um, so they it was all it was all super sus. Even like the landing in a straight like you've got to fill out obviously what, what seat number you're in and all that and like what plane and aircraft and all that and like a private jet doesn't have any of that stuff. So it was all just a bit like even when I got the ticket in LA, it was all just kind of like a handwritten ticket, even though it was on a proper airline ticket, they just wrote all the numbers and stuff on it for the first flight. And I was like, this all seems a bit not dodgy, but yeah, just different than what I'm used to. So it was all a bit of an unknown. But um, we ended up, I ended up getting on, getting on the flight, and it was um, it was funny. <laughs> it was uh, I got on, and it was like a yeah, exactly what the the photo was, and it was definitely a private jet, which was pretty cool. And I remember just like drop like coming in the bus up to it, and I was just like, this is um, this is pretty cool. Like it definitely was. It went from this terrible situation, well, not terrible situation, but unknown situation where I didn't know what was happening. And I was quite stressed out. And then I go from that to just walking onto a private jet with like, I think there was eight other people on the plane with me. And it was quite funny. The guy sitting next to me on the flight, uh, he was actually, he's the owner of, I think it was like the the Sea Eagles, I think, like an NRL team. And he was flying over here because I think they're in the grand final. 
I don't know much about NRL or all that stuff, but I thought that was pretty cool to be able to play with someone that owns a uh, rugby team. So, <laughs> um, oh, and, he de- and he'd definitely been on a private jet before. This was my first time, but we're on the private jet, and yeah, they're just really good food, drinking champagne, like just doing the whole nine yards. I was like, I got to soak this up for for all it's worth. But it was um, it was pretty funny as we were flying into Sydney. I remember four months ago when I was flying out, I had this kind of real uncertainty that I didn't know when I was going to come back to Australia. Like I had a plan to come back after two months um, of being in Europe, but with the quarantine and everything that was happening uh, and the lockdowns, I didn't see the point. It was um, it was going to be um, a lot of time wasted for a little bit of time at home. So I decided to stay in Europe for the whole time. Um, so as I was leaving Sydney, I just remember looking out the window um, as we were taking off and I just remember looking at Australia and be like, I have no idea when I'm coming back or like you yeah, just had this real sense of like unknown leaving and then as I was looking at the window coming in on the private jet I kind of just thought to myself this is not what I would have expected <laughs> how it would have how it would have all panned out but it's one of those things where yeah you gotta you've got to make the best out of a bad situation and um kind of never you never know how life's going to go where which way it's going to turn and that was definitely um something that I, I i appreciated coming in i was just like it can it can look like it's going the wrong way and it can do a u-turn pretty quick so yeah it was pretty it's pretty crazy to to finish off the trip with that but yeah it was um it was a super cool experience can definitely tick that off the bucket list now as well and um <laughs> yeah just just another thing to add to the story but Landed um landed in Sydney and now we're in hotel quarantine for the next fourteen days. We've done what this is day two so far. And it hasn't been too bad, honestly. The food's been pretty good. The room's massive. The bathroom's huge. It's all it's a quite nice place. It's just um yeah, just a long time to be stuck in a box kind of thing. I'm trying to keep busy. It's probably one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> um, trying to fill in time. Uh, I've got a few other things I want to try and do as well, so Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, fill the time in wisely. Don't go too crazy. Or at least, if I go crazy, at least hopefully be entertaining. I'll try and keep filming it all, so at least you guys can can have a good laugh from the outside. But yeah, that's how um, that's how I got home. And now, now the plan is because I want to go down to Tasmania uh, straight after this. So now that's another hurdle I've got to get over. So I'm trying to work out. Uh, it's just yeah, got to work out exemptions and passes and everything, and because you're not allowed to go from. Uh, Tasmania straight from New South Wales but because I'm doing the hotel quarantine I'm allowed but then you need all the documentation to go along with that which I don't have yet and applying and it's just yeah oh, I'm very excited and I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to take for granted when we do go back to the point where I can hop on a plane and go to any country in the world without feeling like without any COVID test without any exemption without any pass without anything you can just go to an airport jump on a plane and go to where you want and you can make that decision on the day because I think that's a luxury I think we all took for granted I know I definitely took that for granted I remember I would I'd go to like the airport and just go I just I don't know if I want to go somewhere I'd just go somewhere and that's something that I think we've all yeah taken for granted a lot I don't want to do that anymore I feel like as soon as the world does open up I'm going to try and just even appreciate it more than than I used to but yeah Hopefully it's all over soon, guys. And I might keep doing these. I don't know. They're quite something something to get me through the day. Um, I'm trying to think of other good stories that I can share. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.